0: Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Root of All Ashley, where we once held the self-proclaimed title of the group of idiots, I mean the biggest group of idiots that could exist until the Supreme Court, you know, has outranked us in that title, but hopefully at some point we could reclaim that title, but at this point I don't think that's going to be possible. I'm your host Ashley, as always, and with me, the co-host Adriana.
1: Good evening everyone, and you know... I was vying for the throne. It was the most idiot. But these guys surpassed us by leaps and bounds. And I don't think we can reclaim that title. And I think I'm good with that. How are you? You
0: really can't reclaim it. And I'm very upset about that. Because that was a title I was very proud of. I mean, I was t- calling my mom. I mean, she put it on the refri- the refrigerator for me. I mean, it was like a really shining moment. And it's just gone. It just shattered. Just like the rest of my childhood dreams and ideas.
1: Well, I mean, I had everything written down a sheet of paper with glue and sparkles and i tried to be dazzling in it but they you know they just overtook it and i feel empty i feel hollow but um i think i can make it through with your help with your passion and with everybody here listening their love and compassion i think we can survive
0: you want to know something what what probably did it is you didn't put macaroni on it
1: I grew up poor, so I didn't really have elbow macaroni. I had to use just glue and, and like glitter from the dollar store. It wasn't really much, but my mom says she was proud of me, so I hope she wasn't lying. Oh
0: Vaughn, sweet sweet Vaughn. Why must you lie? It's okay, I forgive you, Vaughn. It's okay.
1: Don't shatter my image of her being proud of me. I came this far 46 years old. I hope she's proud of me.
0: I think she is. Uh, I mean, there could be a list of reasons that I am aware of, but I'm sure
1: they're there. I know you're not proud of me. I mean, like, this is the dynamic of our friendship. It's okay. We loathe each other in a very bizarre kind of way. We still get along, you know, to make shows like this, you know, to entertain most people.
0: Yes, exactly. Indeed. (laughs) Individually.
1: So how is uh, life in the world of Miss Majestic?
0: Very, very, very stressful, but you know, we're not going to cover what goes on in our lives. We're going to go on to, because it might be a lengthy topic between us. So let's get all the highs and how are yous out of the way. But Adriana, you actually suggested what we're going to be talking about today, if you'd like to share that.
1: Absolutely. Now, the thing about me is the older I get, I keep using that cliche, but the older I get, the more I enjoy being by myself. It's not because I loathe people or the general public, or I don't want anybody touching me, breathing on me, slobbering all over me. This is pre-pandemic, but even more so, I don't want people being around me, slobbering on me, touching me or anything of the sort. So I thought about the most simplistic of things, our friends. And so I'm asking you, and then I'll go back and forth. We'll be a nice little exchange here. Do you... Adore having friends, or do you like being by yourself 90% of the time? Just throwing that out there.
0: It's, it's a combination of both. Um, because I have severe anxiety, so a lot of times I really do need to be by myself. My social battery can be drained. I do appreciate that I don't have to be obligated to do a lot of things to multiple people. But at the same time, it's like I, I, miss, I, I miss having multiple friends, but I, I actually have good amounts of friends. I have you, I have Jeffrey, I have Sarah, I have Veronica, Brandon, and my friend, my newest friend, Lacey, that I also work with. And, you know, it's, it's great. But at the same time, I'm not a great friend. I kind of keep a lot of people at arm's length at the same time because I've been burned a lot by friendship and I get, get too trusting. So it's a combination. that I get very lonely to the poor. You know, I like the idea of a friend that i can just talk to every single day and just bullshit with and be like oh my god can you believe that this just happened and just stupid shit. and i kind of have that with a couple friends but at the same time i don't so i'm like in an odd place if that makes sense
1: no absolutely i understand just fine um years ago in my teens and 20s i wanted to be accepted so bad and i wanted to have friends and just the basic things you watch on TV and movies, you know, everyone surrounds you, everyone loves you and does good things for you. And that's what I've strived for, for a good majority of my life. And then as I got older and, you know, did the whole child thing, I just learned that I think I love myself more than a good majority of the public out there. And I now, of course not counting family, not counting close friends, but I'm at the point where I enjoy my own company more than anything else because I can sit in silence, I can read a book, if I want to pick up the phone and have a conversation with somebody, I can, but I don't need to, and I really don't need to chase people for attention, you know?
0: Yeah. It is, it is very peaceful, again, as I, I stated, was that it's it's nice to not have to have all these obligations.
1: And so, speaking of obligations, you know, I remember... You know, the obligation of making plans to hang out with somebody or you would, you know, I guess back in the day that you would pick up the phone or just send an email or a message to someone say, hey, let's do something on Friday. Let's do something on Wednesday. You make all these plans and all of a sudden you just really don't want to go or you try to find a way to get out of them or on the rare occasion, you really want to hang out with that good friend, that good confidant and they cancel on you and you can feel that letdown coming all over you and i just don't really deal with that anymore i try not to make plans with people i'm more sporadic or at least i give somebody a day to do something or a couple of days but i don't know i guess i guess it comes with age and i mean what you know what are your thoughts on that
0: i mean i think i'm a loving example of canceling last second or because i'll be in the mood to do something one minute and then a day, the day after, I'm like, uh, I really don't want to do this because, you know, when we record the podcast, I'll be very amped up and can't wait to do it. And then the day of I'm exhausted from work or my social battery is drained. And all I want to do is just simply lay on my bed or my couch and just do nothing until it's time for me to go to bed. And then I, I am very guilty of, you know, messaging, reaching out to some friends and I'm saying, Hey, let's hang out. Let's do this. So I'm invited and then comes the day of, and it's just... I don't want to do anything. I want to stay at home, and I've actually made plans this weekend. I'm going to a friend's UFC um, party that they're th- that her and her husband are throwing. And of course, I made plans, and I know I'm going to have fun. I had fun the last time I went back in January, but at the same time, I'm just sitting here thinking oh, that was, that involves a lot of social work, and I don't know if I'm going to have the you know the. Length of it, or you know, the power to do it, but I know I'm going to have to because I already said I will go. So unless it starts raining and we get a hurricane,
1: I'm going. <laughs> now, where do you think that stems from? I mean, you did mention anxiety, and you know, your your social battery gets really low. But what, I mean, where do you think that really comes from? I mean, because before it was a it was a different kind of thing. You know, people were anxious to hang out with people, and now all of a sudden, you know, we're just hermits. I mean. Did, you know, like, does something happen in the course of your social life, you know, to make you not want to do something like that? Because I'm still trying to figure that out myself.
0: For me, as much as I can be an asshole, I'm also a people pleaser. Uh, I've learned to set limits now, but before I was such a people pleaser that it was hard for me to say no to anyone. That I would go out my way for friends, for family members, for coworkers, for managers. I would just go up and beyond to the point that I was burning myself out and I was still going because I just didn't want someone to be upset with me. I wanted them to say nice things about me and just however else, but that's how far a people pleaser I was. I still kind of am, but again, as I said, I have limits now and I don't owe people as much as my time. And I've learned these things the hard way, but there's still that little bit in there that I don't like people to feel disappointed. And me, or people to think bad things about me. I, I guess it all just depends on who. If it's just some random person, I could give a fuck less. Um, but if it's someone I care about and I actually enjoy being around, it's just I. I so that part still kind of sticks with me a little bit. But I know for a fact it stems from me burning myself out on trying to do everything for everyone and not giving and not. Taking the time to care for myself, for my mental health, for my home—anything—is because I was just trying to make everyone else happy, but myself.
1: And now that you said that, I can actually agree with you because I used to be the same way. You know, I used to want to be the friend, and in my case, like I said before, I wanted to be liked so much. I wanted to become popular because I was never one of the cool kids. I was never one of the decent kids. I was a, you know, nerdy, stinky kid. You know, who could never really. You know, imagine themselves going to a party or whatnot. So the little friends that I did have or the ones that I thought I had. I would go out of my way and, like you said, you know, just burn the candle, burn the candle at both ends, and just try to appease everyone. You know, whether it be drive somewhere, pick up somebody, do something for them. And I guess that just kind of wore on me because the more I realized, ugh, the friends that I had weren't really my friends versus my real friends. I was not really friends to them. I was their friend, if that makes any sense. And after a while, I just you know took that step back and just realized that I really need to work on me and I don't need to validate my existence by being around people. So, I mean, I guess you're definitely right on that aspect. Yeah, it's,
0: it's exhausting. And, I mean, it's at the point that I've been burned so many times throughout my life where as you know me we you've known me for like the last five six years i would say and but a lot of people can't imagine when i tried to describe myself of how i was about 15 years ago like when i was 17 18 years old i was actually a very nice sweet person i wasn't that i was sarcastic and things like that but i wasn't nowhere near the level of asshole that i am now i was definitely more of the sweet um rainbows and butterflies type of personality if you can imagine that for me and just because i guess i was still trying to hide things that happened to when i was younger as a kid and as a teenager and you know then i started going out to the world and i was getting you know backstabbed used, abused, betrayed betrayed, all all the words in the thesaurus for those for that and I just kind of end
1: up becoming the product that I am today. And granted, in the grand scheme of things, you're not really all that bad, you know, because if you were, I would have said something years ago, I tolerated you because we worked together. You were the bright and shining light of my work day because most of the people I really didn't like. I really didn't want to try to get to know or become their associate and anything of that and when you and I worked together the sarcasm was extremely strong so I looked forward to working with you as much as humanly possible because I knew that it had an outlet and I was speaking to a real person and if you had a bad day you told me if I did something to irritate you you would tell me and vice versa so that relationship formed right there out of just us being silly and pissing off everybody else
0: yeah, that's, I do have fun, I can come off of it as obnoxious, and I'm aware of that, and I do try to roll it back, but once I start having fun, it's kind of hard to dial it back, until someone says, hey, I should dial it back, and then I, like, oh, okay, and then insecurity comes out. But yeah, I mean, we've talked about this before, I, I, like, when we worked together, you come in, because you were the manager, and I was not a manager, technically. And you have a walkthrough list of going over, and you would nitpick shit. And I'm like, um, no, no, no. And I would walk with you. I'm like, nope, don't check that. Don't worry about that. No, that's good. I want to go home.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. The evil days of working at that place. I think I served my penance working there. And I think I survived purgatory. And uh, yeah, I'm definitely a better person coming out of that particular place. But I digress.
0: I think we all are, uh, I've, I have people that, I have customers that come into to where I work at when they're applying for loans or something and they work for a racetrack and I'm like, oh, you poor sweet thing.
1: I wouldn't even know what to say. I've seen a few of them walk into my location and, you know, they were surprised to see me and ask how I'm doing and notice, you know, I was much happier, and <laughs> much more full of life versus the, you know, the zombie images of, of how we were back then. and how evil that job was, but it's not about that because we can definitely do another show about that and that would take definitely many hours.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, but to kind of steer back on point with this is, Do you ha- have you had any friends in your past that have left a bad taste in your mouth that affects you with relationships, friendship, or not today?
1: Absolutely. I try to be a good, positive person because of recent events in my life, um, that have kind of not necessarily destroyed me, but left marks on me. And it's because a lot of people that I had faith and confidence in really let me down. And I'm trying to live by the motto, what happened in the past is in the past is what it's, it's whatever. And you're always healing no matter what, but back on track, um, Yeah, I had a few people that they really disappointed me and that hurt and pain still kind of lingers. It's much more of a disappointment than anything else. So now I have a particular guard up when it comes to meeting people new, you know, whether it be, you know, friend or anything else. Um, I'm more standoffish. I'm very nice and cordial to everyone, but I'm very standoffish when it comes to my personal and private life. Hence, nobody knows anything about me other than, you know, I'm just a schmuck that does a podcast.
0: Yeah, for for me, it stands from, you know, I learned really quick, it was hard to make good friends. I had this girl, she, it was pretty much the first true backstab outside of being in middle school and high school where drama would of course happen. So going into the adult world, there was this girl. I, would be fr- I was friends with, that we were actually best friends and I knew her since middle school. She helped me get my first job at SeaWorld and even Jeffrey met her. We partied with her at her house several times. We went on a five, four or five day drinking binge at her house. And Jeffrey and I will probably talk about that story in the future when he guest uh, hosts again. But we were good friends. I should have saw the first red flag, you know, of course is i was working with a guy at the restaurant he was a chef and i had the biggest crush on him i really liked him and him and i hung out a little bit outside of work and he was the first I was interested in after my first boyfriend and so obviously this didn't end well is him and i went to her house to of course hang out party whatnot and i just i remember being really drunk but i remember waking up and he was in the bedroom with her and you can you should obviously know where that that leads to and this is where it goes from me being a people pleaser and i look back and all i can think is ashley you were so fucking stupid as they boned or whatever and then she's telling me how he needs to buy her plan b and he's not responding back to her or anything so she's telling me and me being gullible and just trying to help out my friend, which I don't understand how I'm still being friends with her, but uh, I go to him and say, hey, you know, you owe her this money because she needs to buy Plan B or whatever, and he says, oh, man, I'm short until I get paid. Can you cover it? And of course, me continuing to be stupid, I give her the money, and then I, he never gave me the money. He ended up quitting like a couple weeks later. So again, I look back on that, and I'm like, oh, my God, you were so fucking stupid. Um so we i mean i was still her friend you know it's like you know because technically he wasn't my boyfriend i was interested in him but you know at the same time i, I was making excuses despite seeing there's alarming red flags and then i'm dating a guy and or i guess we're just starting to date and he slept with her jeffrey and i were actually in the house with the two of them as well and i remember going upstairs passing out sleeping and jeffrey had texted me but i was of course passed out he's like hey are you awake because jeffrey was up and he knew what they were doing but he was best friends with that guy at the time and so he was trying to keep bro code but he was also trying to hint to me what was happening without breaking bro code Mm
1: -hmm.
0: so um i kind of just uh ignored it i i mean i didn't like think about it and then one day she admitted to me. I got out of the truck. I got out, her, got out of her truck when she dropped me off at my house, and I stopped being friends with her. And so I was kind of done with her. And then fast forward maybe two years, I'm dating Hazm, my my current my you know my husband. And she reached out to me. She was you know apologetic. She wanted to rekindle our friendship and whatnot. And I decided I was like, you know what? Yeah, sure. We were younger. I mean it wasn't like it was a long distance uh, of time but I was like you know let me give her a chance we were friends for for so many years we were partying maybe she seemed better she's she has a boyfriend she's been with this guy for over a year so we go out and go party and with my other friend and her boyfriend at the time and I actually remember warning this girl I said hey listen we both have boyfriends we're both serious don't mess with them. Don't flirt with them. Don't smile longer than two seconds or else we're going to beat the fuck out of you. Because I'm still aware of what she did. And she's like, no, I won't. And, you know, she got a little pissed off. I'm like, you know, I was in the right to say that. Um, the night was fine. Go to my room with, with Hazem. And then the next morning, I discovered that she's dipped out and she's blocked me on everything. And all I can think is like, what, what the fuck? And because she slept with my brother which i didn't care about sleep with him whatever you cheated on your boyfriend you slept with my brother i don't care but she just kind of she dipped out she blocked me immediately without even considering the fact that i don't care you didn't sleep with my boyfriend you didn't sleep with my friend's boyfriend i don't care that you slept with my brother and i was like okay you know what? it is what it is that's done and of course a year after that she tried adding me and i just blocked her i said nope we're not going through this again. We're, nope, we're not doing this anymore. And haven't heard from her since I was probably, I wanna say 20, 21. But again, when I heard from her, it was her trying to get back in my life and I just blocked her. And going on to another friend, keeping the story short, her and I were drinking in the apartment I used to live in and she tried kissing my husband. And I was drunk and has him like i went to the she i remember her hugging him and i didn't think it, okay cool it's a friendly hug and i remember going to the bathroom in my in my master bedroom and i come out and my husband's laying in the bed and i remember telling him asking him what what are you doing and he and he made a lie and of course me being drunk as shit i believed him he's like oh no i'm drunk i'm going to bed i said okay sure currently party the rest of the night uh she leaves the next day And it's like kind of awkward or whatever, which I didn't understand, has him staying very quiet. All I can think is, oh man, he's pissed off with me because uh, we were probably super stupid, and we're a little bit too crazy, something like that. After she's gone, he's like, your friend is a fucking bitch. I said, oh, oh, okay, I knew we were wild, but holy shit, I didn't know we were that bad. And he told me that when I went to the bathroom, she tried kissing him. Mm. but he immediately pushed her away. And went to the bedroom so and he had called my mom to ask for advice he says should I tell her and my mom had quickly said no she has anger problems and she's drunk you tell her she's going to throw her out the third floor window because we lived on the third floor and I would have because I'm very territorial I I am very aware of my flaw but I'm territorial and I'm jealous as shit so I found that out (laughs) and yeah she would there's a mutual spot that she would go to that I went to with all of our other friends she no longer went there when she knew I was there for obvious reasons of course that goes back down to trust issues and there's other experiences with people and friends that don't those are pretty much the only two that involve someone like that could be remotely a threat with my husband but yeah but other the all sorry I'm stuttering, but all these other situations, other friends, but those are just two prime examples of friends that hurt me and backstabbed me to where it affects me now that any female friend of mine, it, it can be clear as day that logically, I know you're not interested in my husband. I, I know you don't find him attractive, you have your own type, but I, they're the part of me that gets so insecure if I walk outside and I leave a female friend sitting in my house with my husband, even just for five minutes, it makes me feel so insecure and I'm always expecting to come back in and the girl's like trying to sit in my husband's lap. So it's just, it's,
1: it's bad. Well, I mean, it's just based on your experiences. So that, that's, you know, that's neither fish nor foul. My quick story um, is I've known someone for many, many years and I'm keeping it very vague as possible because they know who they are. Uh, I had a friend for many, many years that I was very close with and they had a certain A type personality and i was very blind because you know they were my friend and you know and i always looked out for their best interest and come to find out i was their friend and they were not mine now most people don't understand that but if they listen to that line eventually it'll click and fast forward many years later off of a lot of just really being used um, emotional abuse and things of that nature I was very disappointed to know that they were doing some shady things um, on social media and showing different sides of themselves on social media, which was not like them, but it was a big shocker. And that really stuck with me for a while. And it's not the fact of, you know, it's none of your business, you shouldn't be upset, has nothing to do with you, or hey, just get over it of course you're going to get over it in time. That's just, that's just the way life is. So many experiences, it takes you a little bit of time because you never imagined seeing a good friend in a certain position. And you know, you become more disappointed, you know, the more you think about it or you know, the more you think of that actual person, you know, who you thought were your friend, but just, you were there. Um, yeah. And it's, it's very disappointing because being a grown ass adult, you put yourself in these predicaments, these situations, and it sticks with you. It stays with you for many, many years. So, yes, that's my you know, uh, you know, um, uh, innocuous kind of story. Um, so, which leads me to my next question: If I didn't put you to sleep yet, um, see, so make sure you're still there, Ash.
0: No,
1: maybe. <laughs> okay, just checking. I know some of my stories put you to sleep. Um, so, I was disappointed. So my question to you is, you know, which friend has disappointed you the most? And of course, you know, names are inconsequential. So,
0: um, uh, I, I, we touched base on this slightly when Jeffrey first guest starred on this podcast, uh, two of my very best friends at the time. So I only had three best friends. I had, uh, you know, two females and Jeffrey and. I truly felt the disappointment it's when my father passed away and these are two best friends where I was with them during their worst parts of their lives I mean it was nonstop like hours on the phone call being you know their personal therapist if they're in the hospital I would stay with them two three night two to three nights in a row missing work just there for them for like the most painful traumatic parts of their lives just just being there i i know for a fact i was a good friend and literally the worst thing that could have happened to me in my life had happened because anyone that knew me knows that my dad was my best friend there is no greater love in my life i will ever have than i had for my dad and it still affects me to this day and when my dad passed away it was radio silence from the two of them now i understand people not knowing what to say Clearly you're going through something and they don't want to say, hey, sorry for a loss. He's in a better place. Time will heal. I understand that. I understand that can be awkward and you're not really sure, but the fact is that you're at least putting an effort to just try just to reach out and say, hey, love you. You know, here's something funny. And Jeffrey did that with me every day. He wasn't, you know, telling me, hey, it gets better or anything. He was just sending me stupid shit. He was just talking to me about anything and nothing to get my mind off of it. He was a good friend. He was a true friend. You even reached out to me a few times. Like you, you reached out to me more times in a month than they did in like three months, longer if anything. So, um, and the one friend, it was a month. I hadn't heard from her at all. And the day that my dad died, she knew. Of course, of course, I went to my best friends and. It was a month after my dad died, and the first time she reaches out to me, it's not, Hey, how are you doing? How are you feeling? You know, I hope you're doing well. Anything like that. It was, Hey, I quit my job, and I'm about to, I'm trying to get another job. Can you help me make a resume? Me being a good friend, I helped them make a good resume. And two days later, they got another job and didn't hear squat from them again until a few months later, and we're still good friends and best friends to this day but I don't lean on them for emotional support. I don't talk to them about anything emotional anymore. We talk about things, we bullshit around, but in detail what's going on in my life, I don't share that with them anymore. The, those doors are kind of closed off. And those, because of those two friends that hurt me deeply, those doors are very closed off to a lot of people. There's only a couple of friends to this day that I've gotten to know to a point where I can open those doors for them. And with Jeffrey, him and I aren't very emotional people. Uh, we've kind of gone over that. We're not emotional with each other once a year, maybe we might be, but our, but our friendship works by not being emotional with each other and it's great. I mean, we hug each other maybe twice a year and it's awkward when we do it because we're not those type of people. So yeah, those that's the biggest prime example I can think of of a friend disappointing me.
1: And now with that, a really, bizarre kind of question. Do you feel at our age having a large group of friends is detrimental to who we are and our personalities considering what each person has been through?
0: Yeah, uh, I I think having a large group of friends is overrated. I think it's good to have a good handful of friends. So when I think of friends, I think of Jeffrey. I think of you and Sarah. I think of um, my friends veronica and brandon and i think of my friends Lacey and and their husband uh ashton and i like you know that's who i think of as friends uh, other people's acquaintances i have my other best friends but these are you guys are the prime group of people that i talk to on an occasion uh like ma- mainly a weekly basis or not people that i'm willing to hang out with and everyone else's acquaintance someone i can hang out with occasionally but this i feel like this is a good group I don't have to hang out with all these people all the time, and it works. I, I don't need to have my Facebook load with 300 friends. I probably have under 100 of people I talk to, or casually, or know, but if it's someone that I've known from high school and we haven't talked since high school, I've removed those people. Why, why do I need you to be there? So it's, and it's the people that I'm friends with to this day that I thoroughly enjoy talking to. Keep, I keep good company with but at the same time I keep an arm's length with because I'm afraid of being hurt by a friend
1: again. And I understand that too. It's kind of bizarre. You know, You know, we as human beings, not to get too deep, is just what, when we're, when we're um, spurned, I guess, by someone that we really trust and really admire and just enjoy their company, we take that hurt and we project it onto future people because we don't, want, we don't want that kind of pain to happen ever again. And some people can really bounce back pretty quick, while others, once again with age, like myself, I just don't wanna go through the hassle you know, of trying to make new friends again. Uh, the ones that I have, like I have one that live in another state, we rarely talk, when we do, we pick up right where we left off at. You know, we're one of those friends that we can take a bullet for one another and it's no problem whatsoever. Um, versus me meeting somebody new I just keep my distance because I'm at that point now where I finally have that self-love to where I really don't want to be around anyone and I think it's a double-edged sword because I feel that you need an outlet sometimes somebody to talk to somebody to vent to or just even ask silly questions like how's your day the basics but otherwise on the other coin I just like being by myself because I won't let myself down. I won't disappoint myself or I won't have to have that feeling of looking at someone from a distance, knowing how much of a disappointment they were to me. Granted, they're fine in their lives and they do what they want to do to make themselves happy. That's the whole point of life. But I don't like having that disappointment over someone I used to know, over someone that I shared things with you know, that kind of thing like that. That still bothers me to this day, not necessarily the person.
0: Yeah, and I agree with you. And another thing that bothers me the way it's hard for me to be close with a a new friend is I'm afraid of being hurt and not in a sense of betrayal as in that person not feeling the level of friendship that I feel from them. So for example, um, my coworker slash friend that I hang out with and talk to almost on a daily basis now, well, they're cons- they're trying to you know leave to find remote work instead and that gives me anxiety because what i immediately think is you're going to leave this job we're not going to talk as much anymore and eventually the friendship's going to fade because we're going to be living two separate lives and we don't see each other all the time because that's happened with past work friends is i move i go jobs i try hanging out and eventually they kind of start fading out they start there's not saying that there are lies but there's excuses why we can't hang out and just end up drifting into the occasional like on Facebook or social media, and where it's someone that I thoroughly enjoy talking to every single day, and this goes into, you know, for a prime example currently as of right now, is Sarah, Sarah, who we, we've had a guest um, on here quite a few times, and she seems cool. I saw her at Megacon, and we got separated because it got so busy, but it's. I know her and I connect on a really big level. We have so much in common. We have about the same sense of humor and she's very wonderful to talk with, but I also have a wall up because I'm afraid of wanting to get closer to her as a friend, to hang out more, to do all this extra stuff with. And then it turns out maybe from her end, she's like, you know what, Ashley's just meh. I don't have time for Ashley to where I want to make a tighter bond as friends, maybe on her end. And I'm not saying that this is the case at all, but this is my own insecurity saying is, uh, she'll look at me and realize, mm, I don't like this one, and move on. And that's what happens is I get attached to somebody that I feel like is a good connection, and then that person doesn't feel that same connection, and it goes back to me feeling, what is it about me that someone doesn't feel like they can be really good friends with? Do I come off as too obnoxious? Do I, is it the way I look? Is it? Is it something, it's all these things which I have always told people is, hey, I know I can come off a little strong, my sense of humor is a little wild, but please always tell me if I say something that's upset you, I'd rather you tell me and I can correct it and I can try not to offend you or hurt your feelings or something. And I won't take offense to it because I don't want someone to feel bad or upset or anything because of something I said or did. I, I don't want to do that to you. And but then you know all people that just don't talk to me anymore and then i'll find out what later the about oh it's because you said this and they didn't like that well why didn't they tell me i mean i would love to apologize for it i, I mean I'm, I'm an adult i can understand if i made a mistake and i know not everyone gets my personality so i'm rambling about this but that's just how i feel is throughout my entire life i just can't really keep good friends because I get attached and I think this is a really cool person that I can vibe with. And that other person comes out to me, Ashley, oh, she's meh, and then find better friendships elsewhere. Meanwhile, I get left there, I'm like, oh, okay, bye.
1: (laughs) And, And like I said, hey, in my teens, I was there. And now I keep using the same tired phrase over and over and over again because of my age and because i'm older i just not that i don't want to make the effort i'm agreeing with you 100 percent i just don't want to be put in a situation to where that disappointment is going to happen again you know i mean i'd rather tough it out on my own and become a stronger person versus putting my faith in stock and i guess my i guess uh, investing myself into getting to know someone and have them disappoint me again so i I understand totally where you're coming from, and I just find it's better to have enemies than it is to have friends sometimes. It's truly, truly bizarre.
0: See, but the thing is, I don't think I have any enemies. As far as I know, I don't think I know anyone that thoroughly hates me. I mean, really, off off the top of my head, I just don't, I can't think, you know, anyone that hates me where I can, or I think of someone, oh, they're my enemy i just don't think about that it's just people that i don't get along with people that have hurt me i've just let them go and i try not to think too much on them because i know it's it's only affecting me by wasting my own thoughts and feelings on them i just let people go and it is what it is depending on the situation in person if they try to come back in my life and we try to make amends i'm okay with that too but again that's a case-by-case case basis but on the terms of enemies i don't feel like i have any so I mean I mean, do you have an enemy? Because
1: that's like that would like blow my mind if you have one. <laughs> Shockingly enough, I don't have enemies. Um, not that I know of, because I'm a grown ass man and that's teenage stuff. But I know that there are some people out there that don't think very highly of me, that don't really like me as much. You know, if you've spoken to them, they'll have some pretty nasty things to say about me, and it's okay is perfectly fine. I, I understand from many, many years ago that no matter what you do in life, someone's not going to like you, you know, do you focus on those people or do you focus on the people that do? And I always make a joke on my, on my other podcast that I think the people that don't like me, I love the people that don't like me because they gave me the motivation and the passion to do better and to have other shows and blah, 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 blah. It's just that for the people that don't like me, you know, please you know, keep me, you know, renting space in your head. That's perfect. That just gives me more energy.
0: See, all I can think about is you tell me how you don't have an enemy, but with you being a parent and how much you love and care about your child, all I can think is in my head is that at some point when your son was like a child, you know, 10 years old or under, and there's some neighborhood kid or a kid from school that maybe kicked him a little too hard, pushed him or whatever, and you just turn into dad mode, and you're like, come here, you little shit, fuck you, Timmy, I'll, I'll destroy your dad, I'll beat your dad's face to a pulp. So every time you think of that child, and you, like, of course, it's like typical playgrounds, um, like they went too far or something, but every time you think of that child, you're like, you know what, fuck that kid, fuck Timothy. <laughs> I just feel like you would, ha- you would be the type of person that doesn't actively voice that. But every time you hear that child's name, and it's not even about that child, it's just the name, in your head, you're like, fuck that kid.
1: It could be, actually. It really could be. And this sounds really bizarre once again, but this is me we're talking about. I sometimes would like to know the people that don't like me. And I don't want to know why, because however people feel about me is none of my business. But I'm just curious to know, you know, X person or X person or X person doesn't like Adrian. And I'm like, huh. And I would just kind of just sit back and, huh, <laughs> and go, okay. And life will go on. It just, you know, just chuckles me a little bit because I'm, I'm too old not to like somebody or hate anybody because I really don't hate anybody. And I really don't have enemies. And, but, you know, but I know that there are some people out there. You know that that don't like me and it's you know kind of makes me laugh a little bit
0: that makes me think back to when we worked at um that one place long ago and of course i think i said the name earlier but you know what fuck it we've been gone from that place for years but it's you know obviously things we would talk about because there's people that we worked at with there that did not like you and I remember these people would try talking to me or talking smack about you. And it just, I couldn't wrap my mind. But I was like, what's so wrong with Adrian? Like, I don't understand, I guess, in a, like growing up and looking at different mindset, maybe they didn't like that, you know, you were the ideal manager. You're detail oriented. You like seeing that the job gets done and you know, uh, I, I don't know. I don't see, because I got along with you. Yeah. Did you nitpick things? Sure. But I turned that in, frustration into comedy and became your friend and, you know, uh, won you over that way and plus apple fritters didn't hurt so i never had an issue with you to the point that i'm like you know fuck adrian it was just i turned it into fun so when someone comes to me and say yeah i don't like adrian says adrian i'm like i don't i don't understand what what has he done <laughs>
1: well trust me there are a lot of people there that didn't like me and i've heard through the grapevine that they didn't like me because of a b and c and d and you know, you have, you know, ex best friends, you have exes, you have coworkers, stuff like that, you know, that, you know, they talk trash about you as a person. And I just take it all in stride because once again, they think about me enough to, to talk about me. And I just, I just find it utterly hilarious. And, uh, but yeah, like I said before, um, if I could take a poll of the people that don't like me, you'd be surprised. It's a, it's a, it's a pretty long list because I won't. I won't lie. I mean, I'm a good person, not a great person, but I'm a good person. I have done some crappy things in the past, in the present, probably in the future, but I don't mind. I own my crappiness, and I understand who I am and my limitations as a person. So it's all good. Yeah,
0: I mean, you say that you're a good person, and I think you're shooting a little high there. But you know what? I'll let you have it. Ah, oh, um, thank
1: you. You keep me, or I mean, you keep me grounded.
0: I do. I mean, that's really what I'm here all about. I'm here, actually, this podcast, it's not about me. It's really about your therapy sessions and, you know, what little you get to say. That's actually breakthrough moments, and I'm glad we got you here, and now you're finally understanding that you're really not that good of a person.
1: We had a breakthrough today, a truly emotional breakthrough, and uh, I'm not going to cry on Mike. No, I'm going to wait till after the show, and I'm going uh, to weep silently into my pillow, and uh, I thank you for that.
0: You're you're welcome. I mean, uh you'll get my bill in the mail. You know, obviously this wasn't free. So, you know, just be aware. Uh I care about you as long as I'm being paid.
1: I thought the first one was free. Damn it.
0: Yeah, no, it doesn't work like that. Not in um actually incorporated. I'm sorry.
1: You know, I knew I should I knew I should check my HMO. But uh, that's what it is. I mean, therapy's never easy. Um <laughs> as we go on, Well, I'll ask you a silly question because, I mean, we can't be just all serious. And, I mean, we we, we make plans to have fun on this show. And between you and I, it always turns out serious versus, you know, us with anybody else, us with special guests. Then it turns into really, really silly. So, fine. Here's a silly one for you. and, And let's see if the audience will participate. You've been married for eight years, you said?
0: almost eight years
1: almost eight years mazel tov. do you ever break wind around your partner
0: no it's happened on accident but never on purpose i i just can't do it
1: why not i'm curious now i'm not going to poke and prod but i'm just asking why not
0: my husband is kind of ocd very clean type of person um i mean he, he is kind of a clean neat freak to a point he's very well styled um, everything about you know just he's just a clean guy and the idea of you know obviously it's a little sexist and whatnot but you think about where he's from and the culture he grew up in you know for, for him his opinion you know women shouldn't burp and You know pass gas and all that and which i don't care i don't share that pain like do whatever the fuck you want but at the same time be respectful your partner if your partner feels like that's a little gross i mean respect it a little bit of course if you have accidents or something that happens too and that partner should respect that so for me uh, i but it's also my own personal thing is i don't I mean, I can burp around friends, but even I don't like to pass in from the friends. I just, I did that as a kid, and to me now, I feel like that's kind of gross for me to do it. So it's not just about my, with my husband, it's around, around anybody. I don't like doing that. I, I'll burp with friends, but that's as far as I go. Uh, I like to just come off as clean, I take showers every day. And I'm not so respectful of my husband and, you know, of his opinions and how he, he thinks. Whereas, you know, again, his thoughts and feelings don't apply for everybody and every female or person, but it applies in my marriage. And it's something that it doesn't bother me to be like, okay, you know what? Don't, you know, rip wind next to my husband just because (laughs) it's funny. Those thoughts don't come to my mind. And again, as I said, they don't come to my mind with friends. So for me, it's a personal thing as well as respecting my husband and knowing that he doesn't like that. Whereas I have a female friend that she does it on purpose all the time, and she laughs about it. She'll do it with with her partner and all that, and that's them. They think it's funny, and by all means, that's cool. But for me, not so much.
1: I just had to ask. I mean, not to really, you know, get too gross or anything. But we had to break the we had to break up the monotony of the series conversation. I have one little story to tell before we go, and then we'll always have to rely on Ashley's joke of the day, which still makes me shudder. But <clears throat> anywho. Mm-hmm. I had a crush on a young lady, this was back in my early twenties, and I got the courage enough to ask her out for a date. And she said yes, which really shocked me. So I did everything in my power to make the date special. I invited her over to my new apartment, cooked dinner, the whole nine yards. I was a true gentleman, had a crush on her and just cannot keep my eyes off her. It was tremendous. After dinner, we watched a movie because I was too nervous to make any kind of move because Still to this day, I'm kind of a nerd about it. So we were sitting down watching a movie. She was sitting on the floor. I was sitting on a couch and there was a funny part in the movie and she laughed. And by accident, she let one slide. And it wasn't that bad, but it was a quiet part in the movie and it was really loud. So there was an uncomfortable silence and she said, excuse me in the most softest of voice and I laughed. I didn't really laugh I belly laughed and I guess that kind of killed the mood and yeah after the movie she made a beeline to the door so that was why I asked because that was pretty dumb of me to laugh at that moment
0: yeah whereas uh, unfortunately with a lot of us females we're raised to think you know um, flatulence whether it be burps or passing gas it comes off as gross disgusting for a woman to do whereas a man it's It's a man being a man, and he's only a man if he farts in front of his girl. (laughs) And so, unfortunately, we get raised with that mindset. And again, for me personally, I don't like to do it. I don't like to do it around anyone. I feel uncomfortable. I feel embarrassed. So while others are comfortable doing it, and that's all cool for them, that's great. Do what makes you feel good about yourself. And so probably, I mean, honestly, for me, if I were to pass gas and someone starts laughing at me, Oh yeah I'd be super embarrassed and I would not want to be there and I don't I don't know this person I don't know the experience but maybe like for me in that situation I would purposely avoid you and never want to see you again and it's nothing that perfect like on you it would be it's me being so embarrassed that I would be terrified of you ever bringing that up again that I would just rather not talk to you ever again than deal with that
1: well once again I this by saying this is me in my early 20s not knowing any better not knowing anything about women, which, you know, shocker. And uh, yeah, I just had to tell that story because we brought up the whole farting thing and I found it very amusing. But <clears throat> yeah, and you were right, 100% right. She never spoke to me again. So that yeah, was.
0: It's, it's the embarrassment. I'm pretty sure it was the embarrassment.
1: Absolutely. But I had to share that story, you know, like just to make something very lighthearted on this show. <sighs> Any. Parting words for the you know for our listeners.
0: Uh, no, I figure we share our plugs, and I'm actually going to change the ending up just for this one bit for this one show. I will not be doing a funny at the very end. I will be talking about something different, but this is a very rare occurrence. I don't know if it's going to happen again or not, but we're going to do it. So, you know, of course, everyone can follow me on Instagram as majestic nerd lady. Uh, As always, that's currently the only place you can follow me at until I get my shit together and have other accounts where you can follow me. But, you know, uh, who I am as a person is the only excuse I can provide.
1: Understandable. And, of course, you can find me under the normal platforms. uh, WalkerAC76 at podbean.com. You can find me on Stitcher. um, um, Wow, almost forgot here. Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, everything in between. Come follow me on TikTok now under Walker AC Experience. You can find some uplifting memes, some animation, clips of the show, everything in between. And, of course, always write to us under slacking majestically01yahoo.com. That's slacking majestically01 at yahoo.com. So, Ashford, the floor is all yours.
0: So, of course, it's not a funny today. What I want to talk about is what I briefed about uh, earlier in this episode by <coughs> the intro. Uh, and if Unless you're living on the rock, you know what's happened. Roe versus Wade was overturned, which, of course, sets females back uh, 50 years, once again, where we don't have rights to our bodies. And regardless what you think, you can be pro-choice, pro-life, however you think and feel, so be it. I'm not here to shame anybody um but i feel like everyone has a choice and of course as it said is you're not really taking that away you're just making it more dangerous and unsafe for others to the point that you're willing to criminalize for some states i'm sorry some states are criminalizing if a woman miscarries that they can be arrested so a woman can just simply sit on her couch one day and her body just decides to reject the fetus and they can go to jail if the, doc- if the hospital decides to report it they can go to jail for something that was not their fault. It was their body just simply rejecting the fetus, which is ridiculous. Um, It's one thing if you're purposely, you know, trying to get rid of it and you're like busting up your belly or whatever, I mean, that's that's something else. But um, I can't, I'm not smart enough to know the problem, how to fix these problems. I don't know the best solutions. I'm not trying to say that. But regardless what you support, um, if you are pro-choice, you know, do your best to reach out to your governors. heads of your state to Congress, um, do everything. I can't provide you links or anything like that off the top of my head and I don't have that pulled up because I literally just decided to talk about this a few minutes ago. Um, You know, look up the best places that you can donate to Planned Parenthood. Um, Again, reach out to um, your congressmen, your state representatives, anything that you can do to try to help with this. Uh, any funds or anything that can help people leave the country so they can get treated how they want to, or just, even if it's not that, uh, contraception, like birth control, um, plan B, uh, sterilization, because I feel like those are the next things that are gonna go out the door. I take birth control. I would like, I like the idea of being sterilized in the next few years. That's something I've currently been planning on and I would like to do. And now I feel like that's gonna go out the door. So, and let's say you're pro-life, which, fine, that's, that's your choice, that's your religious belief or whatever. I'm not gonna shame you, I disagree with you, but I'm not gonna shame you at the same time. If you're pro-life um, and you're against abortion, you're against contraceptions and stuff like that, then do your part and support children. And I mean, everyone should be doing this. Support children that are in foster cares. Support children that are starving around the world. Do, do donations, help with food drives. Do, like, actually preach, I mean, do what you preach about that all life matters then fine Pitching, even if it's like five bucks a month do something to help people because once the baby is born there are children like millions of children that are starving that are homeless they're being abused that don't get much like care when they're in the system and of course around the globe this happens to again as i said millions of kids so regardless of what you think and feel what your religious or political belief is there's always something that you can do that in the end can either help the health of women and people that this is affecting or, and or, you know, do your best to help those, especially children and others in need that could use your help. If you are able to, if you have the funds, if you have the time to do it, then do it. Don't just simply sit there and be like, I don't wanna do it because it's my money and I worked hard for it, but then you preach pro-life or you preach this or that. So that's what I have to say. Um, It goes back to, don't be a dick. You know respect others opinions whether you agree with them or not as long as you're not hurting other people and of course um let people have a choice in what they do with their body as long as they're not hum- ha- harming other people where of course you have the argument that the fetus is per people i'm not here to dispute that and argue against that just leave people the fuck alone and if we want to get ch- done with our bodies let us do it that's all i have to say about
1: that hey and i couldn't have said it any better but see i would have an input but i'm not a woman it's not my body and i have nothing to say about that it's your body your choice and who am i to tell you what to do with your body so i'll just leave it at that folks
0: yeah so uh everyone think about that uh do as you will again we are not here to be political and. Think- believe that we know the answers to fix these problems or whatever we're not claiming that we just want to voice our opinions and hopefully it reaches the right ears and maybe motivate people to do something but again other than that we are not we're not problem solvers we are not smart we are very stupid uh we're behind the supreme court on that but we're still very stupid and you know i wish everyone a good evening good morning whatever time you listen to this too and next episode let's see what's going to happen
1: Well, I mean, we're going to be stupid next episode. That's no problem whatsoever.
0: Probably
1: stupid. (laughs) So until next week, this has been the Root of All Ashley. I've been Adrian. This is Ashley. And uh, until next time, and once again, you have the final words. So send us off on something entertaining.
0: Deuces, cabooses.